Welcome to the Andy Noise Experience Podcast, Endurance Noise, Random Musings. It's uh, October 12th, Monday, the afternoon, so I'm back out doing my second workout of the day. Always get up and usually head out the door, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, usually with the weasel, get in a couple miles with her, and then finish up my workout on my own, and then go out in the afternoon and do something else, use a little shorter stuff kind of learned double days work good for me plus just mentally I like to get out and do them um, I think I've always been working out in the mornings and then I've added the afternoons especially when I was coaching uh, the Bears of Drillers from 26 2006 2009 I would get in quite a few miles walking around practice and then 2009 to this present day I've had the Bears of Distance Project and I've done plenty of miles then so i'm always just kind of used to doing two a days just talking to one of my former not former athletes i still coach people from time to time and he's wanting to get a 50k in a couple weeks and wants to put in some more miles and said yep just got to put in the double days back off on the cycling and uh put some time on his feet so that he can handle the 50k of course he'll be done in you know five hours unlike me taking eight or nine hours so I got a race this weekend. It'll be my first race since my fall and my hospitalization in April with the old congestive heart failure. Went out yesterday and did seven, eight miles out at Hart Park and I still can't go up a hill. So I don't have a high end anymore. Not sure if that has to do with the congestive heart failure, the medications I'm on, or just being 57 years old, but seems like I can't get my heart rate over 120 or so. So I mainly do a lot of walking, but I'm still able to run. So I'm trying to incorporate some running. Oh, there's a black cat. Hey, black cat. There he is. <laughs> it's interesting. I just reposted a video of this guy out on a trail, well, a fire road, and running into a mountain lion. This mountain lion actually following up the fire road is highly unusual i mean i've been out in the woods since i was a teenager 40 plus years never seen a mountain lion of course when you're big and loud like i am mountain lions stay away from you they're uh definitely don't like to uh um deal they don't want to mess with me because they know they can't eat me and i could hurt them and so this guy's yelling screaming at it backing away facing him trying to appear large uh, definitely don't want to turn around and run away from them is what they were saying in the article. And if you can pick something up, but you got to time it right because you don't want to be bent over and let it attack you. And that's basically what I do with uh, the, all the stray dogs and out to the pathway right now. And I'm sure I'll run into dogs like I did the other day when I was doing the podcast with the jester. Had two wild dogs come running up on me. And I always, you know, talk to them as nicely as I can. Make sure they know I'm, I know they're there. I always call dogs puppy. Cause I figure once in their lives, someone must've called them puppy. So I say, hey puppy. And then I always try and stay cool, calm and collect. But if they keep coming at me, then it's time to get a little more aggressive. And before they get too close, bend down, pick something up, a stick to defend yourself with or a rock or something because sometimes you just gotta show strength. And most dogs know 
sticks and rocks and they'll back off after that. And then ultimately, sometimes you just gotta throw it at them and then they'll run away. In fact, last summer, uh, one of the first times I've had a close bear confrontation, see bears often. In fact, I always tell people our black bears are kind of like uh, friendly dogs. Generally leave you alone. We were out in the woods. My friend Sarah, who now lives bigger still, and we were in the parking lot. She's like, I've never seen a bear in the wild. Half mile up the trail, we look up at the tree, we hear something in a tree, like like a hundred feet up in this big old tree. And it was a bear hugging the tree, climbing down. He came down, was a little too much interested in us. And I ended up having to, uh, you know, talk to him quite a bit, make sure Sarah was behind me. And then I kind of had to use my poles and make him really aware that these poles were gonna be hitting his cranium. <laughs> so anyways, long story. So tonight I'm gonna do a little bit of speed work it's not much speed work as well. I mean, on Strava, you know, if any time I break, you know, 16-minute mile, I'm going fast. But it is what it is. You've got to have your own goals and reality. So I've got a 10-mile race this weekend and looking forward to that, going there with my Vegas Distance Project people. And then in five or so weeks, I have a 12-hour race in Vegas, and they just sent me a notification saying that race is happening. So I'm very excited to get a 12 hour race in, who knows how I'll do, but it's my kind of race, two and a half mile paved loop. And it should be good to see a lot of people haven't seen, been fun tracking the Moab race. First man and woman have come in, obviously. Plenty of people out there, including my friends, Carla Kent, Catch Corbett, look like they have maybe 30, 40 miles left of the 240. And it's like, I don't know, they're like, 80, like 90 hours in, pretty, yeah, and tomorrow morning it'll be 96 hours. I think they get 113, so they get like a day and a half. So good luck to all them. Another night out there in the beautiful Moab, but it's definitely a difficult task in ahead for them. And it'll inspire me to just do this short little workout. And as always, stay healthy, be boring, not epic. Well, that workout sucked and was great all in the same workout the workout kind of fashioned after the uh, campolindo cross-country team their coach great coach they podium every year boys and girls california state meet which is one of the top meets around and he puts his entire training schedule online every year cross-country he'll post it right after the track uh state meet and it's like a cookbook show you how to get your team to be great. I pass it on to many coaches and they ignore it, but oh well. So this guy's a great coach. So I kind of use his workouts to get me motivated to do a little bit of speed work. And so tonight I was doing uh, two times four minutes, two times three minutes, and two times a minute. And I did a nice little 10 minute warm up. That was the first part of this video. Now I'm doing a cool down. Um, but I tried to run the first four minute one after, you know, 10, 15 minute walk. And oh my gosh, I could barely break a 17 minute mile. And in theory, I was running. So I did a little one minute, two minute recovery in between that one. I decided to walk the second one. And it was like 45 seconds faster uh, pace. You know, I was like almost close to 16 instead of barely under 17. And so I ended up abandoning the run 
and doing the rest of the workout walking. I think I finished up the minute ones, close to four miles an hour, 15 minute pace. It's always funny how civilians think four miles an hour is doable. And I'm always like, yeah, go out and do, you may do four miles in an hour walking. Do more than an hour or two, it's pretty tough. And of course this weekend, Bing's backyard is going on. Limited field, there'll only be 15 Americans, but I guess they're racing in other countries. Canada's gonna have teams, it's gonna be like a team aspect. You know, and there they're doing 4.167 or something miles an hour. And you know, they end up doing 48, 50 minute laps and that's how you end up winning. Last year, wet Maggie won first time the woman had won the race at like 260 miles. So, but anyways, long story short, I for years have been doing this Hamlet moment to walk or not to walk, to run, to not to run. And of course, uh, back in 2006, 2009 era, when I was coaching the Vegas Drillers, I was purely a walker. I was a little bigger than I am now. I was almost 300, now I'm 250. Been stuck at 250 forever, no matter what I do. But anyways, uh, in 20, 2010, I thought I got the idea. I wanna do a 50 miler and all the cutoffs were like 12, 13 hours, 13 hours usually on trail. And I realized there's no way I could walk that fast that I'd have to do some running. So kind of went down this running rabbit hole for the past 10 years, but my runnings become progressively slower and slower and harder and harder getting older and then of course like I said this congestive heart failure not really sure but I can walk faster I can run right now sure if I'm chasing someone like the other night at run camp Denny was chasing me and I got down below a 12 minute mile running but it wiped me out and so I wish I could just quit you quit running um, there's lots of walking records I want to get after my PR walking, pure walking, is only 73 miles in a 24. I've done 88 miles where I walked quite a bit. So my PR, 12 hours, like 43 and a half when I came in second, by only a couple tenths of a mile when I went to Minneapolis and did that fans where they had an official walking competition with real with a judge there making sure, now we weren't doing the silly race walking, but we were making sure we were walking uh, according to their rules. In fact, Yolanda is gonna be going to Paris hopefully next year and doing that where they'll have an official judge out there. She last summer, as I often talk about her and Anthony Culpepper, both became only like the 93rd, 94th people to walk 100 miles in 24 hours since like the 1870s. Pretty impressive. I don't think I'll ever walk that far, but I'd like to get 81st, you know, and see how fast 80 I can walking. And then a big goal of mine is the sub three hour half. Now, when I was in high school and college, it was breaking three hours, which I did when I was in high school. But I've gotten down to 301 two years ago walking. And so, and I've done some 304s, but man, you gotta do that 1352 pace pretty fast. I don't ever do that in training, but my walking has gotten better, especially since my heart failure since I can't run and since I did the race across Tennessee and then back across Tennessee and I walked all those miles for four months. So I hope, but you know what? Every night I'll wake up going, oh, maybe I can still run or oh, I want to run so I can keep up with my friends or oh, I want to run because I do want to do a run, swim, run race or this, that and the other thing. But I've got to kind of put that aside 
and be like my buddy Scott Burton, who can definitely still run. He's only in his late 30s, but he has got a goal of walking, doing 400 miles in six days, and he's sticking to it. Of course, he's a five-hour marathoner walking. Love to break six hours someday in it. So, like I said, workout started terrible. But that's the thing is when you have a plan, you have to adapt it, listen to your body, and do what it needs to be done that day. I'm really kind of beat up despite being race week. Of course, when I back off all my mileage, I always kind of feel beat up, but having some kind of left heel issue, which just a niggling little pain. Thankfully, not nearly as bad as poor Dak Prescott. Man, I saw that live when he got that ankle bent over. Whew, I mean, I saw that. I thought, I guess it was dislocated and fractured. I remember seeing that thing and oh, I was like, please, I hope that's just his shoe. But unfortunately it wasn't, so. Anyways, finish up the cool down, and then spend a night doing some podcast stuff, probably watching some football, and I'm really getting into the uh, Fargo show. So talk to you guys later. As always, stay healthy, be boring, not epic.